Dang, bro, we're starting, dude. You didn't even add check. Just, just, just hit the button. You're doing your little thing. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Guess what? What? I got pulled over by a cop in Campton Hills uh. Uh, with multiple infractions. Well, uh, so multiple would be, uh, okay, I want to assume. Okay. Speeding? Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, You're not going to guess the infractions. Uh, no seatbelt? He didn't list that. Okay, okay. So you didn't have it on? Huh? So you know for sure you didn't have it on? I just said he didn't cite me for... Uh, but, you, so, but you didn't have it on? I didn't have it on. Okay, no. all right. No. Uh, let's see. Oh, car registration? Nope. Up to date. Up to date. Up Man. To, yeah. Bumper? Nope. Not bumper, like the, the, the light? Nope. The, Everything's the, good. Then what is it? Because, okay, so I'm at this intersection, and there's two cars in front of me. So, like, I'm right there. It's a light. Uh, I want to turn right because I want to go to the gas station. And All right, get, so 64 in Burlington. That's exactly where I'm at. Yep. So, there's a turning lane on the left-hand side that yep. goes to the left. I'm in the lane that can go straight, or you can make a right once uh-huh. you get to the uh-huh. intersection. So you went on the, the, the curb. I went onto the shoulder yep. to go around the people to make a right mm. to go to the gas station to get my breakfast chicken nuggets. Mm. Anyway, uh, now, uh, I'll be wait, honest. Wait, oh, yeah. breakfast mm. chicken nuggets? Gas station. From that gas station? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Got to get that protein in the morning. It's good for you. That sounds disgusting. Oh, so good. Get some barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with it's you? It's good. It is not. Oh, no, it's so good. So, I'm sitting there, and uh, here there 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 are a couple of things. One is I'm, I pretty much have, I almost don't need. I always know who's behind me. I always know who's behind me. I just can't, I always look in the rearview mirror. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was not looking yeah, in the rearview yeah, mirror before you break the law. Yeah. You always look at the rearview mirror. I'm just always looking anyways. And then when there is a cop, I get really uh, tense because mm. like, there's a cop behind me. So um so I I'm sitting, and the other thing is uh I've been in this situation before where like oh. I'm gonna have to wait for this light. Then I'm gonna have to wait for the turn arrows before I can just make my right hand turn because there's two, two people in front of me that are going straight. They're not turning right. You can turn right on a red, but just, you know, but I'm not up there to turn. So I'm like, I'm really hungry. And I'm like, I'm just gonna go around them. Like lots of people, everybody does it. I'm just gonna go around them. Now, now I don't, but go ahead. But but lots of people do. And I frequently lots don't. Lots of wrong people. I've yeah. been, you know, it's definitely wrong. So I, I was there and I was like, uh, I've been in that situation where I'll just wait, you know, cause I'm just the thing. But you said multiples now. Okay. Before. Mm -hmm. So we got there. Did you turn left into, did you actually took wait to go into the, I didn't even get to the gas station. Ah, never mind that. Okay. I I thought maybe you did a left turn into the one section where you're not allowed. Where you're not allowed. I was like, oh, that'd be a twofer. So he got, so uh, I, 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 I pulled over and the moment I pulled over and put my blinker on, I see lights behind me and I'm like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. So I made the right, pulled over and, uh, I rolled my windows down all the way, you know, just mm-hmm. what I do, take my sunglasses off, get my stuff out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he walks up with a smile on his face, head to the, you know, kind of looking at the ground, smiling and shaking his head like you dummy mm-hmm. right in front of me. And so I said, did you catch me doing something stupid? Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, I caught you doing three things stupid. <gasps> I go, what? really? And he goes, yeah, first of all, you can't go around those cars on the right. It's a solid line. I go, yeah, I, I, I know. I, I, I do know. He, he's like, so that's that's a problem. Uh, then you turned right. I go, you turned right on the red, but you turned right on the red from the shoulder, which you're not allowed to do. So you're passing on the shoulder. You're turning right on the shoulder. And there was something else. I forget what it was. Um, 
and you got off with nothing. Oh, I got nothing. I got nothing. And I was, I was, and he was, he said, people will tell me like, oh, I thought that was a turning lane. And I'm like, no, I know that's not a turning lane. I know I'm not supposed to do it. I just wanted my chicken nuggets from the gas station. And then so, he felt, he took pity upon you, a poor man. I'll tell you what, cops like me now. They used mm. to they used to yank me out of the mm. car back in the eighties, mm. but now they like wherever I get my forties, they like mm. me. Fifties, mm-hmm. yeah. and so I'm not yet fifties. So uh, it was funny because I'm like, no, nah, yeah, I'm sorry, I, mean, I already have it in my hand. He goes, don't worry about it. He's, he's like waving away my documents, mm-hmm. and he's like, man, he, must be nice. Oh man, I. Uh, it was funny, yeah, because Jen does not get that. Uh, Jen gets the ticket every time. Yeah, but Jen has a certain. What do you, uh, je ne sais quoi? <laughs> a certain look about her. Oh, there's a look. There's a look. Okay. It's like, like she's a, she's a, a, a very fine woman. Okay. Yeah. Maybe like fine or, or just. You know fine. what I mean. Like oh, she, I know. She's a very okay. nice and attractive okay. woman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Once you get past. Oh, there's a, there's a barrier. Well, the attractiveness is always there. Yeah. It, I'll talk about the, the nice part. The approachability The approachability factor. Oh, okay. factor yeah, yeah, yeah. is mm. much like Michelle. Okay. Yeah, wife's a, a little similar here. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a there's a bit of a, a resting. Hmm. Uh, what's the, what's the what's the phrase? Like it's, it's a resting Baptist phase. It's a I think resting that's what we've, that we've sour all, phase. Determined it to be. Yeah. It looks mm. like they look like they're mad. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Or being inconvenienced. Or mm-hmm. how dare you? Yeah. Like or, like if a cop pulls over our wives, the cop's gonna think he's in trouble. Oh yeah, he's, he's like, like wait, wait a what, what? What's the ticket for me for? Are you pulling me over? <laughs> <laughs> what's this reverse card? Yeah, yeah. Uno. Mm, and he oh, got away. You got away. Yeah, man. You got away. I just like I'm and like, you, oh, and you're I sitting go, there. And I, I said, thank you, you know for what? your kindness. That's and what I, I said. And I guarantee mm-hmm. you didn't have your seatbelt on. Nope. And I bet you your phone was in your hand. Well, listen. It doesn't. I don't. I, I don't remember it. all the details. I, see, there you go. That's I, why you didn't look in the back because you're on your phone. You are horrible. You are horrible. I was on my phone at a traffic no, light. You're I wasn't horrible. driving, Joey. I, I honestly, I was, honestly, okay. It, I just you, ha- you have a problem. Okay. I you know. have you have an addiction problem okay. with your phone. If I have a problem, you can't let it go. Yeah, let if it go. there's a ding, mm-hmm. if there's anything, even if there's not a ding, you're like, oh, time to check Instagram. Okay. First of all, uh, you I don't have an issue. I, I don't check my. I turn it off. It's off right now. Notifications are off. I'm I'm fully present here. You know what? Just put it over there. Put your phone put your phone in your bag. Well, there could be an emergency. See, I knew it. Emergency. There's never an yeah. emergency. There's frequently an emergency. Frequently. What are you talking about? Frequently. Yeah. What's the emergency? Uh, well, I mean, I've had okay. So this uh, this week, I had to take one of the kids to uh, emergency ER, the emergency urgent care. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So let's get this straight. Mm-hmm. Once every in the last eight few months. No, in the last few days. No, no, no. But that's it's that's the that's when's like the last once a week. That's average out to once a week. <laughs> what's the last, this week? When's the last time that happened? A week ago. This week. This week. When's the last time that happened previous to that? Oh, urgent care this month. Twice. You feel stupid now. No, don't I don't. You? I don't feel, feel stupid. stupid. I, no, I don't feel stupid. Yeah. You guys are just cursed. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm not the one going in, so I feel okay. Mm, but you're paying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I have to go in. So it'll be for this month because I will have to go in this weekend. Why? It doesn't matter. What are you going in for? It's whatever. No, for real. I got a thing. Is it your infection? It's not an infection. It's your infection, isn't it's a, it? It's a, it's a reaction. It's your infection. It's, it's a rash. What, let me see. Let me see. It's a rash. It's not an infection. It's your infection. What, what, what are you pointing to? You know what I'm pointing no, to. No. Where? You know where. Okay. Arm, arm, leg, leg. I'm thinking more like. No, it's leg. I have I have that rash on my leg. Oh. Every once in a while it comes back. And the doctor's like, yeah, it's a rash. It's, it's not contagious. Uh, you're just having an allergic reaction to something. I go. 
why on this part of my leg right there and not anywhere else? They're like, I don't know. Science. <laughs> so, and are you doing anything different? I'm like, no. Well, you are wearing short pants. Okay. Shut up. You are what? Okay. You know, Jennifer Mon called me, took a picture of me coming out of the church. Jeez. And here, hold on. I'm going to take a Sabbat right Sabbatical short pants. Got it. I sabbatical got it. short pants. I only wear them on sabbatical. They won't be, I'm not wearing them any other time. Yeah. My legs are all white and they're all like No, they're, they're pretty up, disgusting. And they're like, I got a cut now on my shin. I don't know how I got that. The older you get, your skin gets uh, paper thin, you know, like mummy skin. That's what happens. Oh, you're getting there. Okay. You're getting there. Well, congratulations on escaping, you know, citations. Yeah. That's what I do. I'm like Houdini. Man. Yeah. See, look, you couldn't even put your phone yeah, down. Yeah, because I got, a, I got a notification. I thought it was important. That's no, not... it wasn't. It was it was Gmail. Yeah. It could have been an important Gmail. You're so... I told you. you <laughs> you're like, proving... It's over here. I won't touch it. <laughs> you're I won't touch it for the rest point. of our time you're together. You're proving my point. No, I'm not proving your point. Yes, I'm, you are. I'm especially, proving my point no, now. No, I won't touch it. No, especially because I know you could have put it there Yeah. because if you got a text or anything yeah. important, yeah, it pops up on your thing, on your computer. So it wouldn't make a difference if I put it over there. I can still deal with it all right here. Exactly. But the fact is, an email... Uh social media it all, it all well, i don't get any social media notifications so anyways why addicted we, why don't we answer uh an email sure let's see we got an email we get a lot of emails uh we can't get to them all mm -hmm. but uh but this was a nice short one that i think uh is super relevant yep jeff mm -hmm. uh bringing up ideas for change with the pastor oh, oh i was boy. wondering What's a good way to broach oh, the topic? You missed, oh, hold on, I'm trying to excuse me. Excuse me. It doesn't excuse begin me, there. Excuse me. I'm it reading. begins earlier I'm than that. Reading. You're skipping over I, I, important part no, of no, the no, email. It's not an important part. Okay. I was wondering what's a good way to broach the topic of change with the pastor. There are some things I'd like to see implemented in worship based on some convictions I have. But I'm, not, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's hey, my Jeff. first time reading this, <laughs> Jeff. Jimmy ain't happy. Jimmy's like, oh no. Jimmy's eye rolling hard right now. <laughs> Based on some convictions I have, but I'm not sure how to bring that up in a sensitive way that also gets across my strong feelings about it. Okay. Thanks. Sensitive way? Mm-hmm. That's good. I'm good. Yeah. Right, Jeff, nobody likes you. What? No, no one said that? No, no, no. I'm telling him. Why are you telling him? Because, yeah, Jeff, you're the guy. You're the squeaky wheel. You're the guy. You're the one that we got to oil up. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jeff, we totally feel you. And I think, uh, I, I don't... I. I will speak for Jimmy and assume that he's been in a situation where it's like, hey, something's off here at the church. We need to see change. And now how do I go about addressing this issue? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we've been there. You're sensing that, that there's something going on in, in corporate worship mm -hmm. where you have some convictions. And uh, I, I've been on the receiving end of concerns and complaints and criticisms and as well as I've, I've offered them. Yeah. Uh, though my, my offering of, I mean, it's, I have I, I've generally been less vocal with personal preferences, uh, but we'll, we'll we'll get into it, right? Because it's I don't think I don't think it's a, a super simple way of I don't think it's a super simple way of answering this email, no, Jeff, because uh, it's it's you know, and I'm assuming the best here, right? We're going to assume, um, like let's assume it's legit. Yeah, you, there's there's a, there's an issue in corporate worship at your church. It's a, we all we, we would all agree like yeah that's not the best we ought to make some tweaks there how do you approach this with your church I, yes i am willing to look at it that way yeah that's perfect even though you're probably just not happy because you know they're not singing your favorite uh third day song third day <laughs> that was a reach <laughs> that was a reach <laughs> i would say i would say one of the first things that's really important to do before you even get to this point is to have a relationship with your elders or your pastors. 
Because yeah. if you're the guy or you're the girl that reaches out to the pastors when there's a problem. And only the, when there's a problem. And that's the only time you're doing it. You are a burden. Mm -hmm. You are not a blessing. And I'm not saying this is you, Jeff. I'm just saying like, if like you got to ask yourself, hey, before I, I reach out to my pastor to, to express a concern, like when, when was the last time? What are the last few times I've reached to him out? What was it about? Yeah. Did I reach out just to see about coffee? Did I reach out to say, hey, appreciated the sermon? Yeah, good Did stuff, Did I reach man. out to say, hey, you know, I'm thankful for the people here yeah. at the church? Did to say that you're praying for him or to ask him to pray for you? Yeah. I mean, like- Or to ask, how can I be praying for you? Yeah. I mean, th this is- this is important. Like you should have a relationship with your pastor. Now, not not every church member is going to have a, a super close, you know, hanging out three days a week relationship with yeah. their pastor. Or it depends on the size of the church. Maybe yeah. okay, fine. Maybe maybe you don't have that with the lead pastor, uh, but maybe you've got some sort of relationship with someone in leadership because yeah. that means a lot. Yeah, pastoral staff. Like the, those elders are going to be communicating together. Mm -hmm. And if 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 they get a, if they get a message from somebody saying, "Hey, I'd like to talk. I got a concern. Whenever we're worshiping on the screen, you throw up a picture of Jesus taken from the Passion of the Christ." And I want to talk about that because I don't mm. I don't think that's helpful. Um, if if the pa elders are like, "Hey, who's this guy? Who is this?" and they all are like, "I don't know." Yeah. Then right, you know what? Well, there's a little bit of hesitation there, and it gets filed in the in the special the, the bin. circular file, the circular, <laughs> bin, <yeah. laughs> the, the round file. And if they go, oh, it's the same guy every time. He's all he's he only reaches out when he's got a complaint. Mm. But if there's an elder on that staff, go, no, I know this guy, uh, solid member. You know, he's active in these parts of the church. Yep, like you've yep. got a relationship Loves the with church, him. Yeah, then it's going to go better. So uh, just make sure that you that you are in a good rhythm of communication with your pastor or your pastors, your elders, your leadership team, um, however you want to do it. Because it, it, you, you want, if it, you, if you have a legit concern, you want it to be at least taken seriously. And, uh, yeah. it's, there, it's going to be easier for them to take you seriously if you're not just a, a complainer about everything. And that's how you might be perceived. If that's the only time you ever talk to them. Yeah. The first line of communication shouldn't be a complaint. It's rare. It's a rare time that a church is doing something so egregious that the first thing out of your mouth is a complaint. Yeah. Like, okay. Because, uh, I mean, I would assume you're not, that you wouldn't be there if they weren't also doing a lot of things well. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Why Good else point. would you yep. be there? Yep. I wouldn't be there. No. Well, the preaching of the word is good or the corporate worship is good. The small group, Sunday school, whatever. All right. So, so that's just sort of like preface, right? Mm. Your, your question is how do I bring up, this conviction that you have about how things are being done that where you're sensitive, you want to be sensitive about it. So that I, I, I we like hearing that. Um, but also you get across your strong feelings about it. Um, and I would just say this in the front end, nobody cares about your strong feelings. Your strong feelings about the matter are completely irrelevant. Mm. What is relevant are, uh, is this biblical? Is this helpful? Is this practical? Yep. How you fear yep. the, the, the degree to which you feel about it is not going to help you. In fact, it can hurt you. Because mm. now it can seem like, oh, you're just really, you have an emotional connection. Yeah, you got a hobby horse here that yeah. you're trying to, either, to grind out. Either you've been burned in some way in the past over this issue, or it is your hobby horse. Like you're saying, Jimmy, there's a, so like how strong you feel about it isn't really the issue. It's how important this is objectively. That's more the issue. And, yep. and maybe that's, maybe that's what you're getting at here, but. Um, but really, I mean, let's, let's start with this. Uh because you can have really strong convictions. I, listen, I have really strong convictions about things. Jimmy, oh, I know. Jimmy has really strong convictions about things. Mm, not, not as much. And, uh, but, but yeah, I would say I have, I would say we have 
convictions for which we have equal depth and passion, but I have them about more stupid things. I have a lot more convictions about irrelevant things than you do. 60-40. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Sometimes the things that we're... Sometimes sometimes we we act like things are convictions Oh yeah. when they're just more preferential. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, we, I, I think, you know, that's... that's that sort of gets to, to what we're what maybe we should we should continue with this. Mm. Uh, you're going to have convictions. You're going to have thoughts. Uh, when should you not seek change? Just because you don't like something and you would like something to be different doesn't mean that there, you ought to pursue. Mm -hmm. let, let's bring about a change here. So just because you disagree with what a church is doing or even what a church might believe doesn't mean you should try and change it. So maybe run through some questions before you start lighting up your pastors. Yeah, I mean, I would be looking at at what I'm you know what I want to talk about. Is this a settled doctrine or practice in the church? Have they already gone through this? Mm, yeah. Have they already discussed this? Is this part of who they are? Yeah. They've already worked through this. Mm -hmm. um, if it is, then why bring it up again? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's like, oh, I go to a church and the, um, the confession of faith is, or the statement of faith is clearly Calvinistic, but I don't like that and I want yeah. to change it. Or it's clearly not Calvinistic. Mm, I mean, it's not mm -hmm. just vague. It's clearly like, no, it's, it's, it denies the doctrine of election. And just because they might be wrong. And I would, I would believe that that church is wrong in their view of predestination. Doesn't mean that you should go in and try to change the church. They've, no. they've settled this doctrine for yeah. themselves. And so a church can itself decide to move in a particular direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's good. Is this settled in doctrine or practice? You know, and you can ask like, is, is this articulated? Right. Is the, has this been is, you know, is this been written out when you look at the church's confession or even the Constitution? Right. I don't like how we do this. Well, that's OK. That's in the Constitution. And, and, and if it's important enough and you need to weigh this yourself first, but if it's important enough, then you can bring it to the church if there are mechanisms by which you can do that. Um, but I think I think some people want to would hear the hear us saying like, well, OK, is this already settled? Has mm. the church already decided? And some people are going to say like, no, that's not the question. The question you should be asking, is it biblical? And if they're unbiblical, then you should go ahead and deal with it. doesn't matter whether they've settled it or not. What do you say to that? Well, if it was unbiblical, why were you there to begin with? Maybe they just started doing it. They just, it was, well, that, but hold on though. Then that goes against what we said. Is this a settled Right, doctor. Then, 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 then it would be like, okay, the, the, it's, it's fair not game. settled. Yep, fair yeah. game, fair game to bring up, and then how you go about it, of course, is going to be uh, mm -hmm. really important. And so, yes, yes, uh, that 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 would that would then be open because it's not a settled issue. Um, I had a guy who joined our church years and years ago, first church plant, and he was he came he was at a church, and by all estimations, like a fairly solid church from what I understood. Mm -hmm. But one of the things they did was. On Sunday mornings, when they would have the screen up and they would have the lyrics up there, uh, sometimes they would have a an image of Jesus taken from you know a movie or something like that. Mm. And he knows, like, we're not down with that. We would never do that. We don't like that. Mm -hmm. And not just because, not, it, honestly, not at all because we're against uh, any depiction of Jesus. I'm not against any depiction of Jesus in its proper use, but uh, to have a, a, a projection or a, anything like that of Jesus that we're using in worship is confusing at best. And certainly problematic. Anyways, this guy was this church was doing it, and so he goes to them, and he was like, "I uh, I want to talk to you about this." And so they said, "Absolutely, let's meet." They talked, and um, and so he laid out his disagreement with it, and all the elders were like, "Well, listen, um, this is 
something that we're comfortable with. We don't have, we don't believe in your argument here is, is really weighty enough to move us. And mm. uh, so we're just, we're not, you know, we hear you, but we're not going to do it. And uh, so he left the church and went on to somewhere else because it was significant enough. But what, what was, what was interesting to me was like, he was really upset about it. He was mm. really mad. And he was like, he couldn't understand, like they wouldn't see like how wrong it is. And it's like, well, yeah, but that's, this is how it works. I mean, people come to different conclusions as they're reading and studying scripture. Mm, mm. So in, if, you know, at some point that might've, might've been settled at that, uh, in, in that church's mind, uh, that this is okay. And, um, it sometimes is going to be worth bringing up. Uh, sometimes it's necessary to bring up, but if it's, if it is settled, you're, you're more than likely not going to be helping. No, you're, you're not going to move the needle. You're not going to move it. You're right. not going to move it. And so when we're asking these questions of like, I mean, another question we should be asking, right? Mm -hmm. Whether or not we should be trying to bring about this yeah. change is, is this a preferential issue? Is this something mm -hmm. that you're just, it's, it's just something more that you prefer or don't yeah. prefer to happen uh, on a, on a Sunday morning. Right. And so this is that time to kind of really weigh out. Okay. Where do I stand on this? Yeah. Is this really something that is a biblical issue or is it just more, I don't like that. Yeah. yeah there are things like, listen, there are things at, at Redeemer that I can say like, well, I don't really like that, that this is how we do something, but it's, uh, it's not anti-biblical. It's mm. a total preference, preference thing. And I'm okay with that. Like yeah. I, I'm, I, because I've learned to say like, well, all right, so this is ultimately good for the church. Uh, even if I would do it differently, if it was just a church for me, uh, you know, like where we put communion, like if it's just a church for me, I would rather that be after the sermon. Traditionally, that's where it goes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we intentionally moved it to before the sermon because we want all of the children present who are able to take communion, be able to take communion. Mm -hmm. And all the children who aren't able to take communion see communion being, being received. So that was a choice that we made because it's best for the whole. Um, even though like in an ideal world, well, we wouldn't have to do it that way. But so anyway, I, I think that's good. Is it preferential or not? But Jimmy, what if, okay, so what if you're actually, you, you've got a concern and you're, you're, you're in the church and you're like, okay, I, my conscience is bothered by this. It's mm -hmm. not necessarily unbiblical. It's preferential or it's been articulated in the scripture. Does that mean like I shouldn't even, I should just keep my head down and not say anything? Uh, should, should they avoid the elders on it? Or is there a way in which they can like at least talk to the elders about it? Is there, is there a healthy way to at least approach the issue? Even if you recognize the church is not going to change. And I know that I shouldn't try to change the church over this. I think it's okay to voice those opinions, right? Like in, in a way that's that, like you just said, that's healthy and appropriate, right? So whether that is one-on-one, -on -one, yep. you know, one-on-one -on -one with someone in leadership, just, uh, in the course of just hanging out or in the, you know, maybe you do get together for coffee yeah and, you know, just say, Hey, can you help me understand this practice? Mm -hmm. I, 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 it, I'm, you know, how do you word it? I'm trying to think of like in that midst, in the midst of that conversation, I think I, the way I would word it is like, there's nothing wrong with it. I, I'm, can you help me understand it though a bit better yeah. because I'm struggling with it, but I'm trying to figure out why do I struggle with this? I think that's good. I mean, the, the whole idea of just seeking understanding like it, unless you're just lying 
because <laughs> some people will use it. Oh, I'm just just trying to get a better understanding. Mm. So then you can attack. But if you really are just, if you go into it saying like, hey, listen, I don't think we're going to agree on this, but I want to understand how you landed here. Yeah. I want to understand better, like why we do what we do. And I'm not going to cause any division about it. Like it's, it, I'm, I'm able to deal with it, but I'm just, I want to have a better. Yeah. So if you can communicate like, hey, listen, I love the church. I'm for the church. This is not a deal breaker for me, but I want to understand that's great. If this is a deal breaker for you, uh, well, then that's something that you need to be upfront about as well. Yeah, yeah. And and be ready to uh, for them to say, okay, well, sorry, because <laughs> the church doesn't revolve around you. No, no, yeah. It revolves around the truth of of God and the gospel, uh, and and their conviction about how that ultimately works. All right. So if we're saying, okay, there there are some just because you have a disagreement doesn't mean you should seek to change things or seek to see things mm-hmm, change, mm-hmm. Um, but. Sometimes it is good to uh, to pursue change. Well, yeah, especially if like you could tell or see that the church is drifting from its core beliefs, its yeah. core practices. Mm-hmm. If it if it's drifting from you know their confession of faith yeah, or yeah. their constitution, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, drift because you know everybody likes to talk slippery slope and yeah, drift. yeah, yeah. Um, everybody's always like talking about it, and they talk about it so much. It's like okay, you're just it's not it's even starting to like not mean anything yeah, anymore because it, it, it's you're crying wolf. For everything. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I don't believe you because I can see that this isn't true. But sometimes churches do drift. We do get into trouble um, and things do come up. And then you just, listen, if a church has been around long enough, things change and sometimes they're sort of accidental. Maybe that's the mm. right word. They just kind of happen. It wasn't thought out or planned. It just, things just kind of fell into place in a certain way. Um, but it is a move away. It can be a move away from established doctrine or practices. And that's probably the, the sort of the big, um, sort of the, the big qualifiers, I guess, that I'm looking for mm. is if, if I'm in a church, like, okay, are, are we doing, are we doing something wrong? Because there, I guess there, there are two ways I, I, I think about this. One is, hey, this is not about us. The church is not sinning. It's not that the church is in error, mm-hmm. but I think there's a better way for us to approach this. If you have ideas and, sh- and suggestions, that's wonderful. You should bring those to your church. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, we're very open to that. Like if somebody says, hey, listen, I love what we're doing with kids ministry or I love what we're doing with our small groups or worship, but I think this might be a better way to implement what we're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. I think that's really good. So there you're, you're, you're pursuing change, but it's, it's, it's more about development and maturing and things like that. So I think that there are some things that aren't, a drift issue as much as it's a practical sort of how-to issue, mm, pragmatics. Mm, 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 mm. And then there are some like more, I guess, critical aspects of things that we would talk about in terms of, of drift. Um, and so I, maybe you look at it in terms of when the church leadership is adopting new practices, right? New practices. You got to find out, like you got to determine, okay, so that's going to happen. There are going to be new practices that are, that are implemented. Are they violating biblical principles? Um, or not, if they aren't violating biblical principles, you need to chill. Yeah. You still investigate, still, still figure things out, but you need to chill. Like you can calm down. It's not violating biblical principles. So breathe now investigate. Are these, are these, are these new, uh, practices, best practices to use like the kind of the worldly jargon? Mm. Are these going to be effective? And I know you're like, you're one of those guys, Jimmy, that is, I think really good at, at, at establishing first we want to make sure that we're biblically solid functional and then when we're talking about practices not doctrines but practices which ones are more effective yeah so they're biblically good to go 
are these going to be fruitful, effective to the degree that we have any control over that? So if, if you're in that situation and, and you, you see that there is a better way to do something, how do you approach that? Like, how do you lead into that with, with leadership without saying like, oh, what you're doing here doesn't work. It's a total mess and I'm going to fix it. No, I mean, I think I would, I, I have sort of kind of look and say, is what we're currently doing fulfilling our mission and, and, and the goals that we set forth with it, right? Mm -hmm. So our mission is to make disciples as disciples. Everything that we do practically yeah. leads to that. Like mm -hmm. everything needs to be moving towards fulfilling that goal, right? Yeah, that's good. But then for each ministry, each ministry has a, an, an objective and a goal that's leading to yeah. the mission of the church, right? Right. Um, so with whatever we're doing, I want to know, practically speaking, are we are we accomplishing that goal? If we're not, or even if we are, but not not as efficiently right. as we can be, then I start to ask, okay, do we have any ideas of how we can shake this up? Because we all want to reach this. Yeah, this is what we're going for. Now let's work together to figure out. Hey, are there other practices that we can implement mm -hmm. that are going to help us achieve that? Yeah. better. Yeah, and I, I want us to get into that, like how to actually kind of a pursue change and, and development in the church. Uh, but before we get there, let's just uh, a couple of a couple of other things here. Like when you're seeking change, one, uh, okay, so if there's new practices that are being adopted mm -hmm. that are violating pr biblical principles or maybe just aren't very effective, um, when the church is in need of reformation or yep. revival, like yep. if like, if we're spiritually cold, and so listen, if 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 the if the church is spiritually cold, that's usually evidenced by, um, by absences and activities, right? So at the absence of evangelism, the absence of joy mm. uh, in corporate worship, uh, spiritual disciplines, whatever, Abs absence of fellowship and community, yeah, right. Yeah. So like you can you can think of a lot of things, or uh, the the activity of gossip. Uh, backbiting, complaining. Mm. So, but if the church is in need, then okay, there's another reason to seek change. But sometimes, Jimmy, it's not like even a big deal. Like it, ultimately, it's like okay, it's worth, you know, like um, you know, we had we had a, we had a guy recently that was attending for a bit, and I think they're out. Uh, they loved everything about the church, but the fact that we will on occasion sing a song from Bethel that is theologically fine, but he he just can't get past the Bethel part of it. Um, and of course we had some listeners who are like, uh, really like, uh, tripping over this. Like, can't believe you'd have a Bethel song mm -hmm, despite mm -hmm. our explanation of, of why. Um, now in the grand scheme of things, like that's, we sing a song by a group and it, it, it I don't think that that's a, a huge issue. Um, but like, maybe it's something like that. And, and maybe that's what this brother was getting at. It's, it's maybe it's just something needs to be corrected that has come up in the church's life. And it's mm. not a heresy issue. It's not, it's just a, like you were talking about, like a, a better and more efficient ways to function, just healthier ways to relate. There, there's, so there, I guess the point is, is like, there are a lot of, there are going to be multiple different reasons why we would seek change in a church. Yeah. If we can get past like, okay, this is not just a mere preferential issue. Um, we're not trying to take the church away from its established confessional heritage mm -hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think the real question is, and this is what this guy was getting at, like, how do we actually pursue it? How do we seek to bring about change in the church when we see a problem? 
I mean, I always think asking questions is yeah. is the best way to go about it because when you're asking questions, I think it it conveys, it should convey because you want to see this, like you want to seek understanding. Yeah. You want to understand why the practice is happening, yeah. right? You want to understand the rationale behind it. And so you, the only way to figure that out is to ask questions. Don't make assumptions. Mm-hmm. Don't assume the worst about them. And even in that, in that case, don't give them a pass, yeah. right? Like you want to seek a better understanding for why these things are going about. And in the midst of that, I think you have this posture of humility. Yeah, right? for sure. There's a humble humbleness in when you're seeking questions and you're trying to understand. And I think it just naturally humbles you mm-hmm. uh, because you're no longer, you come at a posture of learning rather than attacking. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, you're, 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 you want to come curious. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, and I, I like this, this idea of like, no, I want to have a better understanding because you're, listen, your, your concern might be justified, might not be, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's mm-hmm. easy to draw mm-hmm. a conclusion, uh, from a hundred yards away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you get up, you know, five yards away and you're like, oh, I didn't see what I thought I saw is then now I have a better picture of this. I, you know, I'm going to, uh, maybe I'll change my tune. But either way, uh, if if you come asking questions like you're saying, you're going to be better able to articulate your concerns if they're legit because you, you really do want that. I, yeah. I, think, I think asking questions is more helpful than a lot of people might think. I, I mean, we've had people, and we've shared this on, on, on the podcast before, but we've had a couple of different people, a number of different people over the years, 15 years, who have said it, come to us with just question, and the question leads to change. Like we had a guy saying like, so, uh, so you guys are, so this is a complimentary church. This was a new couple to our church early on. And, uh, and we're like, yeah, yeah, it's complimentary. you know, and explain why that is. And he's like, so women can't be pastors. And I'm like, no, no, we don't apologize for that. Here's what we think the scripture says. Uh, but we do have women that function as deacons in the church. And this is that. And he said, and so then the couple began to ask me, well, is it, is it, a, what, what can women do? And so I started listing all the things women could do. And he said, that's interesting because I don't see women doing any of those things at Redeemer. Mm. Good point. Why is that? And he goes, so why do you think that is? And, uh, and I, we, we quickly said, well, that's, that's on us. Because if we have these sort of these doctrines that establish what is and, and isn't, and then like, oh, well, uh, we believe women can read scripture, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why, why don't any women read scripture? you know, at that time. And so uh, we worked it out. And I know some of you guys might not agree with that, but uh, but a que- the point is, is that a, a, a well-phrased question can accomplish more than you think. It's, mm. and it's oftentimes better than uh, an accusation. Yeah. Just ask the question. Yeah. See where it goes. I like that. Yeah, asking questions is good. What are some questions that we can be asking though? Um, like if... You know, we got why questions, what questions. Like, if 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 you if you see a problem, mm-hmm. what are some what are some things that we ought to be prepared to to ask? How would we, how how would you think about? Why are we thinking like why is leadership like why are they implementing this or allowing this? Right? Like, yeah, what's their reasoning? What's right? the reasoning yeah, yeah. behind this? Right? Uh, what's the what's the rationale? What's the goal of it? What are they hoping to achieve? Right? Mm, yeah. So yeah. why why is this? going about the way it's currently going about mm-hmm. yeah yeah why why now because mm-hmm. these are all legit questions why not doing it this way yeah 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 it's like it's it's i i've been on the receiving end of questions like this and 
even when I am, my conscience is clear and I'm right, boy, it really helps you to figure out quickly as a leader, have I thought this through? Because mm. <laughs> now I'm getting questions and am I able to answer these questions? Yeah, yeah. And I'll be honest, it feels really good when you're able to say like, oh, we have thought this through. And I don't mean that arrogantly. I mean, it feels good like, ha, huh, we're not winging it here. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm able to answer these questions and hopefully put them at ease because no, we've spent a lot of time working this out and this is what we've done. Uh, but the, yeah, the why stuff uh, is, is good. Like why? Like what's the value here? Like you said earlier, what's the goal? Mm -hmm. And it's not like, not like your kid, right? Like when you're, when you're telling your kid to do something mm -hmm. and they go, why? Yeah. Why? Why? That's not what we're talking about. Here, right. right. There is, again, that position of humility yep. and that posture of I of understanding that posture of I want to understand what is going on or why this is going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Listen, the, the genuine curiosity leads to why. You know, yeah. It's, it's like, like I want I want to know like the the, the what is R.C. Sproul one time said this. He said like uh, I think he said philosophers ask why scientists ask what. Uh, and his point was like, oh, it's like, and I'm sure that's an oversimplification, both of what he said, and I'm sure what he is saying is somewhat an oversimplification. But uh, but what led him was not so much the what of the universe, but the why of the universe, what led him into theology. Hmm. And so people are going to have different issues that they're that are sort of like leading them, right? Then the, and the why questions are are very oftentimes very big picture, conceptual, foundational things. Um, and then the what questions are oftentimes a bit more concrete, like, like a what question would be, and you were getting into this, like, what is the rationale or the biblical reasoning, uh, that this is happening or isn't happening. Right. Mm -hmm, and then, mm -hmm. and again, this is not an accusation. You got to come with this, like, Hey, help me understand. Like we're, when you're in scripture, like what, what supports this? And the answer may be, well, actually uh, th that we use, uh, uh, screens instead of hymnals. We don't have a biblical rationale. We mm, don't need mm -hmm, to, and here's mm -hmm. why. Yeah, yeah. So again, it's not an attack. It's just a question. Like, oh, so where does the scripture support this, and how? Because I'm not, I'm new to this, or I don't, I don't understand. But what about some of those what questions, right? Like, like you said, the biblical, the 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 rationale, mm -hmm. but then also like, what are the pros and cons of the church doing this? Yeah, if I mean, your leadership should know if yeah. they're doing something. They should have thought these things. Through. They should have th thought they should be able to identify. That. Identify here's here is the like, tangible, mm -hmm. visible results of it, yeah. right? And we should be thinking through what are some of the negative, or what could be a potential negative. I should right. say, right? Like, yeah, yeah. How how is this going to affect us overall? Everything has a consequence, right? And pretty much anything that you do that comes to characterize your church is going to be a turnoff for some people. Some people are not going to like that we sing as many songs as we do on a Sunday yeah. or that we preach as long as we do on a Sunday. Some people are not, some people are going to love those things. So it's like the pros and cons are sometimes just very, very practical mm. and, and being aware of them. Like we, when we decided to move uh, the Lord's Supper to before the sermon, we had to go, okay, what are the pros and cons? And for us, the pros far outweighed the cons because the cons were not weighty enough mm. for us. Um, that there was some weight, like tradition, church tradition for centuries has put community. So that's, that's weighty, but that's the only weighty one because there isn't like a scriptural command for it to be there or anything else. It was other than that, it was more pragmatic. And so we felt like, well, we can, we can violate, right. What is a tradition not established in scripture? Uh, though people would argue it logically makes sense, but, uh, 
I would say that we, we felt comfortable saying like, well, we're going to go against what has been a traditional practice of most Protestant churches because we have the freedom to do so. And in doing this, we're able to accomplish a better end that is going to help our kids and our families uh, grow in their understanding of the gospel and of worship and of the Lord's Supper. Hmm. So pros and cons, that's good. What else should we be asking? Uh, what are the influences that led mm, to this, right? Like, yeah, yeah. are there other churches or other pastors, maybe maybe uh, other authors in their writings? Like, what has influenced you mm-hmm. to go in this direction? Yeah, because sometimes you'll, we'll find out, like, oh, this is, they've been reading Andy Stanley, mm. or, or or they've been reading uh, Mark Dever, like, yeah, whatever it yeah. is. Like, to use a, a, an example I don't like and an example we do like. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so, like, sometimes, you know, Listen, I'll be honest. Pastors can get really excited about something that they read. Yeah, they read this, like, oh, this is cool. Or they saw it or they visited, like, mm-hmm, we're going to mm-hmm. do this. And they didn't put enough no, they, thought they, into yeah, it. They, they visit it and they go, oh, I could move here. I could see myself being a part of this church. We're exactly the same. Everything that they're doing, I would do. Let's do it here. Listen, I'm, I'm, all, I'm, listen, I'm not bringing anything except some kindling and gasoline. So I'm bringing it. That's, uh, I'm ready to move in. I'm ready to be present. I'm I'm, I'm packing light. <laughs> it's got a lot of flammable stuff. Yep, yep. <laughs> but yeah, what are those influences, right? Yeah, that's good to know. And it's a fair question. Because yeah. I'll tell you what, I, I ask that question and sometimes I'm like, oh, that puts me at ease. Because I, I wasn't sure how I was thinking about this. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're saying these are the guys. I like those guys. So now I have something else to look at, look into. But it also, it also helps to clarify uh, sometimes like, okay, this is you're kind of riding this new thing or or you're willing to try this new thing and that's yeah. that's fine too. Yeah, yeah. And I I also feel at ease cuz sometimes like sometimes pastors or leadership, you know, they have like oh, like I got this great idea. Mm-hmm. And they've never it's never been done before. Yep. It has been practiced that way. Yep. Well, you know what? I'm not your guinea pig. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm not sure. Maybe there's a reason why. Mm-hmm. Let's ask. Maybe there's a reason why no one else has done this before. Yeah. It's like when you're reading scripture and you have a thought and no other commentator has that same thought. You're wrong. Get rid of that thought. <laughs> like, <laughs> put that away. <laughs> and here's the thing. like, it, And I, I think you're going to agree with this. There is a place for a church to try something very different, very new, very challenging. But that only is really going to be a healthy move when you've been praying communicating discussing with the congregation yes. here's what we're yes. looking at we're going to try something crazy we're going to have we're not ready yet we're going to get to this point get everybody on the same yep. page then yep. you, then you go you don't just come in and start like oh everybody i just changed the name of the church sorry i didn't tell you um <laughs> it's like wait what can't just... we're now willow river yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're oak river we're we're uh yeah oaks of mom <laughs> oak river apostleship baptist cathedral Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like uh, can't yellow just box. Do that. Can't just do that. All right, some real quick things. Uh, listen, uh, Jeff, if you're going to do this, if you're going to go talk to your pastors uh, and you're, you're fine and welcome to do that, real quick don'ts, okay? Real quick don'ts. Duh, don't come in hot. Don't mm. do that. Because yeah. you come in, you come in hot and angry, ain't nobody going to listen and you don't deserve an audience. That's right. Uh, don't come in with an ultimatum saying oh, you oh. either change or I go. Oh. Well, guess what? Bye, Bye Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> don't come in as an expert because mm. you're not. You're not an expert. Nope. There's a chance that somebody is, but it's probably not you. Oh, here's the worst one. Okay. Don't come in with people are saying. Yeah, because now it's gossip. Tell me who's saying it, or don't bring it up. Nope. 
I refuse to listen after that. Yeah, I don't like what people are saying. What are you saying? Yep. <laughs> I, don't care what you're I, don't, saying. I don't care what other people are saying. Yeah, like they, uh, yeah. If they're they not coming come to me, to, yeah. If they, I, I welcome them to come to me. Mm-hmm. But if they're coming to me and they just want to like sit around and gossip and complain, pff, I ain't got time for that. You know what I do have time for? Mm. What I always have time for mm. is engaging people on social media because I love social media. Yeah. It's my favorite. Okay, I, not you really. can't. You no, can't stop. No, I can't. Um, I'm actually. I'm. A, you know. Okay. Hey Jimmy, if they do want to try and mm. connect with us on social media, what mm-hmm. do they do? You can follow us online on Instagram, Twitter, at Doc and Devo, or on Facebook, slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineAndDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast at the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. we got that fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. we got blog posts and video content over at the website. And we've got that all-access exclusive content. you got Banter Truth on Tuesdays, Weekday Wisdom, Monday through Friday. If you want to sign up, Right there on your podcast player, you can hit support this podcast. It'll take you right there to where you can uh, join up or go to doctrineanddevotion.com slash all access. You on your phone again? I'm on my phone again. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm clocked out now. Later. Later.